Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, August 8th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Democrats spend more tax money to fight inflation. The Pentagon denies D.C.'s request for the National Guard to supervise migrants. Indiana becomes the first state to severely limit abortion. Los Angeles forces private businesses to house the homeless. Also ahead, an unholy alliance. But first, Democrats in the Senate passing the Inflation Reduction Act. The spending bill allocates billions of dollars for climate change and health care. It also raises taxes on American corporations. Economists at the Wharton School of Business in Pennsylvania say the additional spending will have no impact on high prices. However, the Congressional Budget Office claims it will reduce the deficit by $100 billion. But that's over the next decade, so it's paltry. This bill is really a global warming play. The Defense Department rejecting a request from Washington, D.C. officials to deploy the National Guard. Mayor Muriel Bowser asked for the troops after Texas Governor Greg Abbott bust thousands of migrants to the Capitol. Since April, the Republican in Texas has sent 6,500 Central Americans into D.C. and New York City. Said Bowser, quote, we welcome immigrants, but this is now a humanitarian crisis, unquote. So is the open border, lady. Indiana, the first state to ban nearly all abortions after the Supreme Court ruling on Roe v. Wade. Republican Governor Eric Holcomb signed the law Friday. Goes into effect September 15th. The legislation prohibits abortions with the exceptions of rape, incest, threats to the mother's life, and deadly fetal anomalies. Indiana doctors who perform illegal abortions will lose their medical licenses. Liberals in Los Angeles are proposing a new voucher program that would require hotels to house the homeless. The mandate gives folks living on the streets subsidized room tickets. New guidelines prohibit businesses from turning away any homeless guest. L.A. has the worst housing crisis in America. At least 75,000 people a night sleep on the streets there. That figure is up 18% compared to 2019. It's drugs that are doing it. In a moment, murder in L.A. It's shocking. Right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, an unholy alliance. The United States has by far the most powerful media in the world. That's because of capitalism and the Constitution, which give the press strong potential profits and legal protections. In 1996, the Fox News Channel went on the air. 26 years later, it has harvested tens of billions, with a B, of dollars. Your humble correspondent is responsible for a good chunk of those profits, so I know what I'm talking about. Today, the American media has morphed into something that is actually harming defenseless people. There are unholy alliances in play. That is, press agencies advancing the fortunes of leftists seeking power, while at the same time ignoring injustice. Let's focus on a very vivid example, the Los Angeles Times. Like its namesake in New York, the LA Times is a liberal outfit. Nothing wrong with that if an attempt is made to provide straightforward news coverage. Unfortunately, that's not what's happening. While crime is devastating LA and other California cities, the newspaper is desperately trying to save progressive law enforcement agents who are directly responsible for the death and destruction. Quality of life in some parts of California has just about collapsed. Perhaps the worst pro-criminal official in the Golden State is Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascon. He took office on December 7, 2020. Since then, homicides are up 94% over 2019 when he wasn't there. Shootings up 54%. Why? Because Gascon embraces criminal justice reform. That basically means he believes minority criminals should not be aggressively prosecuted by his office. Instead, they should be diverted into social programs that might convince them not to hurt innocent people. Criminals love the diversion thing. And if they knew his name, they'd love George Gaston too. But 715,000 Angelinos do not, do not approve of George and have signed a petition to fire him by recall. Enter the LA Times, which is appalled, not by the staggering increase in violent crime, but by the campaign against Georgie. It editorializes, quote, the notion that a DA can make crime rise or fall over a period of time is absurd. Ahem. What is absurd is that newspaper not processing the violent crime it reports on every day. That's absurd. The truth is the progressive movement believes the American criminal justice system is racist and wants to destroy it. The LA Times is part of the progressive movement. It has allied itself with that. And so death in the streets of blighted neighborhoods really doesn't matter for the greater good of criminal justice reform. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. If you'd like more honest news analysis, I hope you'll visit BillOReilly.com. You'll like it there. And also a great summer read, my book, Killing the Killers. In a moment, something you might not know. 
Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 207 years ago today, an imprisoned emperor who once ruled vast sections of Europe was boarded onto an English ship and ferried across the ocean. His fate, exile until death. Here is the story of Napoleon Bonaparte. Born on the Mediterranean island of Corsica in 1769, young Napoleon rapidly rose through the military ranks of the French Revolutionary Army. By 1799, France was at war with most of Europe. Bonaparte returned from battle in Egypt and, in a coup d'etat, seized control of the French government. Six months later, he was named First Consul. By 1804, Napoleon crowned himself emperor. Within three years, Bonaparte controlled an empire stretching across southern Europe. Things started to go south for old Nappy in 1812. His forces retreated to France in March 1814, his enemies captured Paris. Bonaparte abdicated his throne and was dispatched to the rocky island of Elba off the coast of Italy. He quickly escaped and sailed back to France with a group of supporters. He then caused havoc across the continent until June 1815, when his French army was crushed by the English at the Battle of Waterloo. On August 8th, the former emperor was placed on a Royal Navy ship in Plymouth, England, and sent to life in exile on the island of St. Helena, off the coast of Africa, one of the most remote places on earth. Once there, Napoleon was confined to a local estate, and the decrepit property was damp, filled with mold, and infested with rats. Big rats. Six years later, Napoleon died, mysteriously at the age of 51. Some believe he was poisoned by the English. Others think he died from stomach cancer. And here's something else you might not know. Napoleon eventually returned to France. 20 years after his death, Bonaparte's body was exhumed on St. Helena and shipped to Paris. His tomb remains one of the most popular tourist destinations in the French capital. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take 
away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.